Hi everyone, I'm Elena Aguilar. Welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. All right, so here we are in the second season of the Bright Morning Podcast. I have to tell all of you, I love doing the podcast. It's really been so much fun. The conversations are fun. The interviews are fun. I love thinking about the podcast. I love getting your feedback. Thank you so much to all who have rated us on Apple Podcasts and left reviews and to all of you who have sent me emails and messages telling me about the episodes that really resonated with you and how you've been using the ideas. Um, I'm loving doing this. So thank you for being a part of this community. Today, I've got an episode for you that is a dive into a coaching tool. And the coaching tool that we are exploring today is one that I call ACE. It's one specifically for building emotional resilience, for cultivating emotional resilience in yourself and in others. I hope that you had a chance to listen to last week's episode, the conversation I had with Katrina Mendez, really the second coaching conversation I've had with her. In that episode, I was intentionally using ACE because from the very beginning of it, I heard that what she really needed, I mean, what she was telling me was that she needed some coaching around her resilience levels. Now, I wanted to say that the the strategies I'm going to tell you about today, as I said, you can use with others when you're coaching, but you can also use them for yourself, on yourself, in your own reflection, in your writing, in your whatever practices you engage in to help you cultivate your resilience. It's a really quick and easy sort of strategy to learn and then to use. But I also want to name that our resilience is best cultivated in community. It's most effectively built. It's most quickly built. It's sort of exponentially built when we're building it with others which is one of the reasons why in the episode that aired last week, I encouraged Katrina to engage in a practice with someone else, a really short, quick practice, but with someone else. Human beings are social creatures. Even the introverted amongst us need each other, want each other's company, validation, support, witnessing, presence. Resilience is best cultivated with others. And so you can use this strategy by yourself. You can use it with others, sort of in the way that I suggested even that Katrina partner up with someone, or you can use it with folks you coach. Now, I do want to make sure you know that on February 1st, we at Bright Morning are offering a week-long resilience intensive. You will learn and practice strategies to boost your resilience, and you'll do so in community with others. Check that out if you're needing something for yourself. Okay, ACE. Let me tell you about ACE. As I told you last week, but I'll remind you, ACE stands for Acknowledge and Accept 
emotions. C is cultivate compassion for yourself and others. And E is expand the story. Now, these can be followed sequentially. This can be a, a sequence of coaching approaches, starting with the A, then the C, then the E. But sometimes you jump around. Sometimes you start with the acknowledging emotions and then you find that you are talking about the story or you're coaching someone around their story. And then perhaps you go back to the A and then you add in a little bit of compassion practice. So you're going to have to try this out just like all the tools. You got to try them. You have to play with them, try different things, familiarize yourself with them as you internalize them and get more skilled with them. Then you'll be able to modify the usage of, integrate other coaching strategies. But let me tell you a little bit about what happens in each component of using ACE. So acknowledge and accept emotions. This is so important. It's critical. It's foundational in a transformational coaching model. We accept that human beings have emotions. That's a principle, I would say, of transformational coaching. We go, oh yeah, okay, human beings, we have emotions. There's nothing wrong with them. They've been pathologized by white supremacy and patriarchy and capitalism and all that, but there's nothing wrong with them. And in fact, they can be our friends. They can catalyze us. They can mobilize us. They can fuel us. They don't have to run the house, but they can be in the house. We can recognize them. We can hang out with our anger, our sadness, our fear. We can learn from it. We don't have to kick them out. We don't have to suppress them. We don't have to say only these kinds of people can express this kind of emotion and those kind of people, they can never express that emotion. Or if those people express that emotion, then they are weak or pathetic or need therapy or whatever. Okay. I have a lot to say on this accepting of emotions. In a coaching conversation, when we are using the, the principles of the accept, acknowledge and accept emotions, we may say things like, what are you feeling? What feelings came up for you in that experience? What feelings are coming up for you right now? One of the key resources when we're coaching around emotions and particularly around the A in ACE is the tool called the core emotions. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. This is a really simple tool. It simply has words to describe feelings, but that emotional literacy is something that most of us need to learn. I had to learn it. I was not raised in schools where we had social emotional learning classes. It wasn't something that was taught to me in this way at home. I had to learn the names for my feelings. I had to learn how to recognize, oh, that's actually sadness. That's anger. That's fear. 
So it's a learning journey. And look, I've said this before and I've said this in other places. This was a journey for me that really didn't start until I was in my mid-30s into my 40s. I'm still learning. So we'll use that tool with our clients and ask them. We'll offer it to them and then we'll ask them, do you see any words on the core emotions tool that reflect what you're feeling? We can ask them what it feels like to recognize that they're experiencing sadness or anger. I give them some time to actually take in, okay, I'm feeling this feeling and I'm feeling really uncomfortable about having that kind of anger. When we are coaching around the A, acknowledge and accept emotions, we might also invite our clients to recognize how their emotions show up in their bodies. Our emotions show up in our bodies. We might say, where do you sense that sadness? What part of your body? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your neck? Cultivating awareness of our physical sensations and the way that they connect to or give us information about our emotions is a part of developing emotional intelligence. It's a part of cultivating our resilience. It's part of knowing ourselves. When we are coaching around acknowledging and accept emotions, one of the things that we might say directly, this is not a question, we might say the feelings that you're experiencing are normal. Normalizing emotions. Emotions are normal. Okay, this is science, this is research, this is whatever you want to call it, but emotions are normal. This is fact. Okay, so telling people sometimes, you know, your feelings are normal. This is really common. Lots of people are feeling this way right now. Can be such a huge relief. The other thing that we might say, be directive about, this is a, uh, there's a little bit more caution around this, but sometimes we might also say, I'm hearing sadness. Does that resonate? All right, so if you are hearing or suspecting that someone is also experiencing another emotion that they haven't named, like sadness or anger or embarrassment or fear or love, it's also appropriate for you to say that. Sounds like you're also feeling isolated. Does that feel accurate? Right? You give people a chance to like disagree with you and say, no, I'm not feeling isolated. But it's also okay sometimes when you're hearing that to make that suggestion and let them say no. See what happens when you use that. Now, when you're coaching around the A, you want to use paraphrasing. 
I talked about paraphrasing in a recent episode in the Ask Me Anything episode. I'll put the link in the show notes. I talked about paraphrasing. Use paraphrasing when you're acknowledging and accepting emotions. Also be really mindful of your body language so that you can communicate acceptance, openness, calmness. A lot of times when we are experiencing emotions, we get freaked out by our own emotions. We also, we human beings, tend to get freaked out by other people's emotions. Now, when someone else gets freaked out by our emotions, we get even more freaked out by them. Right, So there's this spiral that happens, this snowballing of like, that's just unnecessary. It really is. So really, you know, sometimes it helps as a coach, I'll tell myself, I'll literally say to myself, like, don't get freaked out by someone else's emotions. It's just their emotions. If they're expressing a lot of anger, if they're expressing despair, if they're expressing the emotions that I myself have a hard time with, I might get reactive. I might get triggered by their emotions. So be really self-aware, you know, practice that, cultivating your own awareness so you can be like, ooh, she's expressing anger at her students. That gets me really triggered. So I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to remember her emotions are her emotions. Mine are mine. And they're all trying to teach us something. So maybe once I finish this coaching conversation, I need to go off and dig into my own feelings about anger towards my students. But keep that in mind. What's theirs is theirs. What's yours is yours. When you are demonstrating acceptance and openness and calmness, you're demonstrating that towards their emotions, not the actions that they take based on their emotions. That's different, right? So someone can express anger about their students or at their students. That's okay. It's just an emotion. The question is, which behaviors emerge from those emotions? How do they respond to it? What do they do? That's what we want to help someone explore unpack and perhaps make some changes about but the emotion itself accept it the more acceptance emotions get the more quickly they tend to shift or morph or dissipate accept it when you're coaching around the a you silence pause give the other person space to process and register Name their feelings. Don't rush it. I know you might feel pressed to like get to the other parts of ACE or to get to the lesson plans or whatever it is you feel like you need to get to. When emotions feel like they're being rushed, like they're needing to be processed quickly and sorted out, they tend to get more intense. They tend to mushroom into other emotions. So give them space. Emotions deserve space. They really actually don't want to hang around as long in, in, you know, in one state. They don't want to hang around 
as long as we fear that they will, they just want to be recognized. They're like toddlers, right? And if you've had a toddler, you've been around toddlers, you know that the emotions of toddlers can change really fast, right? They can be sobbing and screaming and then a minute later they're laughing. Emotions are kind of, you know, give them some attention, give them some space, offer them. Sometimes the emotions want to stick around longer. That's okay too. They deserve to have that space. Wow. Okay, I have a lot more I could say about the A, acknowledging and accepting emotions. Um, A lot of this is actually in, makes me think it's in onward. It's making me think like, I want to write a book about just coaching emotions. Um, But I'm going to stop there because I want to get into the C. So the C, as I said, stands for cultivating compassion for the self and others. Most people, the overwhelming majority of people, I'm almost tempted to say every single human being on earth, maybe except the Dalai Lama, can benefit from cultivating self-compassion, kindness towards ourselves. That's usually where I start. There are a number of ways to do that. You can ask someone a question like, if your best friend was in this situation or your daughter or your brother, what would you say to them? That's a way to help someone tap into their, their ability for compassion for themselves. And people usually get that pretty quickly, right? When you ask them a question like that. When you want to help someone cultivate compassion for others, you can ask a question like, you know, how do you think the other person who was in this situation might have experienced the situation? What do you think they might have said about it? Now, you want to say that clearly with a tone of voice that communicates curiosity rather than veiled attempt at criticism, right? Like, well, what do you think that student would have said about the way you treated her? You can hear in my tone of voice how much judgment there is and how what I'm really trying to do with that tone of voice is get someone to admit that they did something that wasn't kind. But so this is why our tone of voice, our body language is so critical. But again, let me just like remind you, it's not performance. It's not tone of voice. It's like, I'm going to make my voice all soft. It has to be authentic because we can smell when someone isn't being authentic right? So we know when someone's putting on a performance. So the hard thing, I guess the hard thing is that inside of you, you actually have to feel care and concern and warmth and kindness and compassion for the other person, even if they're telling you something they did that was really not cool. Maybe they're telling you something they about an 
interaction they had with a student and you're you're thinking you know how could you have done that how could you have said that that's okay right the part of you that's thinking that that's also okay when you are aware of that part of you saying oh how did she do that i can't believe she said that say to yourself that part of yourself I hear that you're having some feelings and you've got some pain about this. And I promise you, I'm going to come back and we're going to sort this out. I'm going to process this with process this with you later. And then stay in the conversation with your client. Stay present with their humanity, with their potential, with their deep desire to do the right thing and to be kind. It is there. So you got to, you know, you got to remember that like, it's not, it's not superficial tone of voice, posture, body language, all that. It's got to be authentic. You have to be able to authentically communicate unconditional regard for someone and believe that they can change and grow. You have to remember that no matter what someone says that they did, or they said, remember and believe in the part of them that is good and kind. Transformational coaching is hard. One of the core tenets of transformational coaching is that we start with ourselves. We attend to ourselves. We explore our own behaviors, beliefs, and ways of being. We cultivate our own resilience. We explore our own beliefs about equity. We do our work. It's hard and it's worth it, people. So cultivating compassion for the self and others when you are coaching someone around that, you might say, oh, I know another one I really like, a question I like to help someone cultivate compassion is if there was an all-knowing benevolent fly on the wall in that situation, you know, because flies have so many eyes. I know it's kind of gross to think about a fly, but they just have a lot of eyes so they can see a lot, right? So if there was a, a, a kind fly on the wall during that incident, what would the fly have noticed? What would the fly have noticed about you, about the other people, about your feelings, about their feelings? We can sometimes cultivate compassion by encouraging someone to take different perspectives, to see things from different point of views. So that's what that question is really trying to do. Now, one of the things that you can say, I've just told you a bunch of questions you can ask. One of the things you can say is something like, you know, I hear that you're feeling really bad about what you said to your student's parent. I hear you feel really bad. I hear it brought up a lot for you. And you can still offer yourself some kindness while you make amends or while you work on growing and learning and changing. You can do both. You can say to yourself, I wish I hadn't done that. 
and I am doing the best I can and I am going to learn and change and grow. All of those can be true at the same time. Now, one thing to remember is that having compassion for others doesn't mean you agree with them. It doesn't mean you approve of what they're doing. Doesn't mean that you condone some action they've taken. You can have compassion for them and you can still communicate that they're accountable for their actions. And you can communicate that you believe that they can change and grow. Because, my friends, if you do not believe that your clients can change and grow, you should not be coaching them. I'm going to say that again. If you don't believe that a client that you're working with can change and grow, you should not be coaching them. In the same way that we want teachers to believe in the potential of every child, you got to hold that same attitude about the teachers you coach or the folks that you coach. You just do. And if you're not there yet, I totally understand. I have also been in that same place. But you got to get there if you want to keep coaching in a transformational model. Okay, E. The E of ACE is expand the story. This is where we invite someone to name the story or the stories that they are telling about themselves in what happened, about what happened. And we might say something like, what's the story you're telling? In the episode that we aired last week, uh, that's exactly what I said to Katrina. What's the story that you're telling? I often ask people, what's the story that you want to tell? I ask people, okay, so if that's the story you're going to tell, what's possible? Right? If I tell a story that in 2020, everything collapsed, I was a terrible leader, I didn't meet any of my goals, well, then what's possible? Uh, I sure don't feel very excited or inspired to continue my leadership or journey or work in 2021. You know, I hope that you are recognizing that each of these components of ACE is a chapter in Onward. In some ways, what I'm suggesting is that these three chapters the one about emotions, the one about compassion, and the one about telling an empowered story, that those three are the most important in Onward. And I kind of debate which are the most important habits. When you are coaching other people around cultivating their resilience, then yes, these three might be the most important. And I'm saying might right now because I'm wanting to still hold the possibility of changing my mind. But I feel pretty confident, at least for right now. Okay, so expand the story. Now, here's something you might say. You might say, I wonder if a story you could tell would be, 2020 was a hard year and you learned a lot. 
If that was the story you told, then what would be possible? Right? You can offer a story. Now, you want to always be cautious when you're offering a story or an evaluation or an assessment of someone's emotions because you run the risk of being wrong and sometimes it's still a risk worth taking. Someone can still say, uh, I don't know, that story doesn't resonate or I don't like that story or nah, but sometimes it's still worth offering. Don't, you know, if someone says they don't like it, the key thing for you is don't feel rejected. Don't go into a spiral of, oh, I guess I'm not a good coach because I didn't get the right story. Offer it without attachment to being right or being a good coach. Just offer it. Maybe you're hearing something that they haven't heard, that they can't hear, and maybe you'll offer the story and you'll get a response like, oh, yes, hadn't thought about it that way. Okay, I got ahead of myself because I also want to offer you a couple more questions you can ask before the like, what can you say, right? So for each of these components of ACE, there are questions you can ask and there are things you can say. So another question you can ask is, is there any other way to look at what happened? Is there any other story you could tell? That's simple. So you say, what's the story you're telling about that incident that happened with a student's parent. They tell you their story. And then you can say, is there any other way to look at what happened? Or you can say, okay, so that's the story you want to tell. What does that story give you? What do you get from telling that story? There's so much more to say about storytelling. For each of these, I feel like I could do an entire podcast, um, but I want to just give you at least these tastes. So when you are coaching around expanding the story, continue to use paraphrasing. Sometimes the confrontational stance can be impactful when it's used well. If you don't know about the confrontational stance, then I write about it in The Art of Coaching. And I write a lot more about it in the brand new Art of Coaching workbook. Well, it came out in October 2020, but when I worked on the section for the lenses in the workbook, I really expanded the section on the confrontational lens because it's one that so many people have asked me about. It can be so powerful. So here's what it might sound like for me to use the confrontational stance when I'm really sure that I have the trust built with somebody. I might say, okay, look, I'm hearing you tell a story in which you were a victim. That's being confrontational, just saying to somebody you're telling a victim story. And then I might say, this is your choice. The story you tell is your choice. And I'm thinking about your values, the core values you shared with me. I'm thinking about your vision for yourself as a teacher, and I'm having a hard time seeing how you are going to fulfill that vision if you're walking around telling a victim story. That's what it sounds like when I use the confrontational stance, hopefully when I use it well. So there's there's a lot more to learn about the confrontational stance and how to use it, how to know when to use it. But it's really powerful sometimes when someone is really stuck in a, 
a rut story or a victim story or one of the other stories which isn't empowering. That's why that chapter in Onward is called Tell Empowering Stories. So folks, this is, a, I guess, really an introduction now to using ACE. Again, a, a key, critical, essential strategy for cultivating resilience. I know I, I use too many words. I should just land on a key strategy for cultivating resilience when you're working with others or yourself. I hope that this was helpful. I also hope that you now go back and listen to perhaps at least Katrina's episode, if not some of the other episodes um, from the podcast, the coaching conversations, and perhaps listen for the places where I might have been using ACE. I use it all the time. In the episode with Katrina, I kind of told her I was using it, but it with other folks, I just integrate it in. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening today. The Bright Morning Podcast is produced by Leslie Bickford and Stacy Goodman. And we would be so grateful if you would hop over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you haven't. It's really, really helpful. I want to make sure that you know about the Resilience Intensive that starts on February 1st. Great way for you to boost your resilience and to walk away with strategies that you can use to boost other people's resilience. I also want to make sure you know about the Art of Coaching Emotions, the online course I mentioned that I would love to write a book about coaching emotions, and we also have an online course that is all about this, so check that out if you want to go deeper. And do you know about our memberships? We have a new way of inviting you into our learning experiences this year, and that is through these all-inclusive memberships. You get so much access to our learning experiences. You get opportunities to meet in small groups with me. You get opportunities to have additional podcast feeds that go deeper into some of the strategies that I'm using. There's all kinds of benefits from them. So check out the show notes. You'll find links there. And thanks for being a part of our community. I know you're out there. Take care. Be well, everybody. 